What's up, Atlanta sports fans? My name is Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalau, and we are Atlanta's own. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. I should specify this week that we are recapping the week that is in Atlanta professional sports, because Adam and I are going out of town this Sunday, or excuse me, this weekend, and we won't be recording on Sunday, so we wanted to give you all another episode before we get the hell out of Dodge. Adam, how's it going, sir? Living the dream, Graham. Yeah. I am living the dream over here, sitting on the futon, Adam Klaus Studio. It's a Thursday night. We, we have no work tomorrow. No work tomorrow. We can get as drunk as we want. Exactly. It's going to be fun times. Might be a loopy show for you guys. Yeah. Uh, things are going well. Twice in one week, eh? Yeah. Look at us. We're getting some good, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of people listening to the show, so like, why not give them more content, right? So twice in one week, and then we take like a 10-day break. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a trade-off. Perfect. Yeah. Binge, like it. binge it up. Um, and that's our show. That's our show. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of stuff going on in Atlanta sports, Adam. I feel like the uh, we got a, a lot to talk about uh, with you guys. We have a lot of Braves news. We have some Hawks stuff to go over. A little bit of Falcons news, too. They made a free agent signing this week that we will uh, break down with modest ignorance. We've got also have questions from Hugo. Questions from user Hugo. Yep, we haven't had one of those in a, in a couple of weeks. We tried to also get Veronica to come out and do a sports fun segment, but she refused. I think that segment is dead. I think it's very unfair. Along with this week and the Atlanta Braves rebuild, that segment's dead as that well. That segment is really dead. But I, I, although I, it's important for perspective, though, it is. And I, you know, for I, anyone who's upset right now, I think we should do one at the end of the near the end of the season. Maybe how about the All Star break? All Star break, we'll do one. And then, and then we can do one like in August too, see where we're at. Because I feel like watching the Braves right now is like watching a goddamn episode of ER with how many people we have on the DL or getting banged up or whatever else. It's just I feel like we're, especially pitching staff, is dropping like flies. Yeah. Should we start? Let's just jump straight there? into the Braves. Okay. Um, lots of news going on, Adam. Do we want to start transactions? Yeah, I'll start with transactions. What do you got for us? There's a reason they say you can't have too much starting pitching, Graham. Mm. So a couple weeks ago, we were worried where all these people were going to go with Anibal coming back and Soroka and Gohara pitching well, and that's all gone to shit. Yes, it has. So Soroka got moved to the 60-day DL. I officially dropped him from my fantasy team because of that. Glad I didn't make that trade with you for him. Right. Because I could pick him up now. You could. Um, Soroka and McCarthy, your favorite pitcher of the world, has finally hit the DL. Finally. It's... End of June. I which, thought he'd be there in May, I think I said in our our, pre, our, uh, our season preview. Yeah. So I was wrong there, but I knew it was going to happen at some point. It's really disappointing with Soroka, though, because you see the flashes of potential. Uh, that initial start he had when he came off the disabled list the first time, I believe it was against the Mets, where he came out and was throwing a no-header through six, six innings. And you know you're not going to get that every time, especially with a rookie you're going to have your ups and downs, but you, you, you see it. You, you see the potential so much that he could be a top of the uh, top of the rotation starter and for him to go on the DL for 60 days. Not even going to come back until at the earliest August is, is kind of devastating, well, it's honestly. A good, I mean, it's a good strategy, though, because you don't want to rush him either. The, yeah. So if he's coming back around August, that's uh, he still can contribute to a pennant race. Certainly, and... And the good news is, too, his MRI just, just showed apparently a, a shit ton of shoulder inflammation. It wasn't like he tore an MCL or a UCL or anything like that. It was just 
a shit ton of inflammation. I think the Braves are taking a very conservative approach with a guy they see that could be... Um, I think they're taking a very conservative approach with someone they see as a potential fixture at the top of that rotation for many years to come. So I am not upset with them because, you know, honestly, they could probably put on the 10-day DL and just see how it goes over the next week or two, maybe three weeks. But I think they really want to just be super cautious around it. So I'm not going to... I heard a story I liked because, it, it, like, it takes away the... the What's the word I'm looking for here, Graham? The... When you... <laughs> Emote, damn it. When you want to do something that you know you shouldn't do, but because it's right there, you can just reach out and... The urge. <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm amazed that you got urge from that train of thought, but yep. okay, sure. No, that's not even the right word. Yeah, we'll go with urge. Urge works, I guess. So, so one thing that's nice about it is it takes away the urge to rush him back. Mm-hmm. And a story that I heard this week that I liked, uh, apparently, I think it was back in the 90s at some point, like, Mariano Rivera had, like, something like that going on mm-hmm. to where it's not, like, terrible, but you know you should rest him. Mm-hmm. Temptation, Graham. Temptation, that's the word. That's the word. That's a much better word than urge. Takes away the temptation to rush him. So by putting him on the 60DL, he's there, he's done, he's got to sit. So apparently Joe Torre one day started Mariano Rivera... In, started him in left field. What the fuck? And then pinch hit for him, and like it bat him lead off, and then pinch hit for him. So then that he couldn't use him in the game. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Temptation. That's a hell of a uh, strategy there. Yep. Word of the day. Temptation. Um. But yeah. But it's also we we'll come back to all the prospects that we do have. Mm-hmm. And so Matt Whistler is coming up. God damn it! He just it was it was hilarious too because he just like went back down. Now he's back up. He's yep. pretty. Fifth time he's been promoted from Gwinnett. This he's year. been pretty worthless this season, minus that that one spot start, start he yeah. had. So, but he's gonna get his start, and then I think it's Colby Aller time. I agree. I think it's time to bring up Colby Aller. He's had really good numbers in Gwinnett overall, and I want to see him try to perform at the major league level. I think, especially with all these starters dropping like flies, what else are you gonna do at this point? Uh, what other options do we have? Gohara could be ready. I think Gahara needs more time in the minor leagues. He just got there. I don't think we want to rush him back up. Yeah, I think Allard is your guy. Yeah, Allard. I mean, has, I mean unless Whist- if Whistler has a good start, they'll probably stick with him. Right, but the, I think the difference between Allard and and Gahara is right. Allard's been in that starters mentality, that routine for months and months and months. Gohara's just getting back into it. Yeah. No reason to send Gohara back up here. I think you go with Allard. I would like to see that moving forward. Yep. I'd- I could definitely see that happen. Obviously, uh, Anthopolis isn't scared to pull the trigger on starting these guys' major league clocks, mm. um, as we saw with Soroka. So, I think we'll see that next week. Yeah, I would. He be- would have been on short rest this week. That's why he's not coming up this weekend. Mm. But maybe they'll hold him back from his next one and give it to the young man. Sure, I would like to see that. Um, and other news: Ronald Acuna Jr has officially been activated from the disabled list. He will be starting tomorrow night in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That was very fair. Yeah. I posted that on our Twitter today and put a, a, a gif, a gif, however you say it. I believe it's gif. Of Rocket the Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. When he cocks his gun and goes, oh, yeah. Because I'm fucking ready. Yeah, I don't know that movie well oh, enough you should, to... You should rewatch it or watch it. I watched the first one. I liked it. Yeah, it's quite fair. I liked Groot. Groot. So it's definitely a good thing that Acuna is back. 
because the injury fronts hit us a little bit on the offensive side as well. With um, we got Ozzy Albies who missed the rubber match against the Reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hit in the foot in Tuesday's game, and they haven't given us an update on him yet. I don't think it's anything bad. I think that was that looked like an off-speed pitch to me. I was watching the Toes game. Toes are weird, though, man. They are weird. If it hits someone in the right, well, the wrong spot. Well, the, the thing that sucks about it, too, is Ozzy was getting hot. He was hitting 450 or something against the Orioles. Mm-hmm. He was continuing his hot streak against the Reds. So to see him go out and have to miss, miss that crucial rubber game yesterday was disappointing. I hope he's all right. I hope it's nothing. Work. You know, if he starts going on the DL, then I'm going to start getting really concerned because also Ender and Ciarte tweaked his oblique, apparently. Uh, it is like... Which is for sure, now that I think about it, yeah. why your boy Danny Santana is still on the roster. Probably. So in the flurry of moves they made today, Santana was not sent down. And I was not right about how much he sucked last year. We did hit like 203 well, and had an under a sub 300 on base percentage. But he hit a couple of huge bombs. So. so you take that over, I don't know. I remember the highlights, Graham. So if everyone on the lineup hit... Like three, four hundred and fifty foot bombs, but sucked. You'd be okay with it. <laughs> I wouldn't be okay with it, but I re- would remember those bombs, and probably just stop watching the team. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like we're walking wounded right now. That's a little disconcerting. We it's still. Happened. It's a long season. It's a long season. We have, um, you know, we have time, obviously. And the good news is, is that we're we still have a decently in the division. I think we're still at three games. Yeah, Washington sucks again. They are hilarious. Really falling off the wagon. Um, they lost two games to the Tampa Bay Rays, one eleven to nothing, one one to nothing. They got in a huge confrontation. Sergio Romo is the closer for the Rays now. Former Giant got in a huge started talking shit to the Nationals bench and after the game was over yesterday, I think the bench is cleared and oh, that's people the were type of thing shit. that'll get him jacked up again though. Maybe, but I also think it speaks to how desperate they are to just run a baseball yeah. game at this point. Or just win a series. More than that. Your boy Bryce has talked his way out of like $100 million so far. How so? Well, he was talking about, everyone was talking about a $400 million contract for him, but the guy's barely hitting over 200 He's still... I think, I think Nick Marcakis deserves a bigger contract than Bryce Harper. Who would you rather have on your team? Right now, Nick Marcakis. Long term. Bryce Harper. There you go. That, <laughs> that's the difference. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's certainly struggling. It's good that the Nationals are struggling. They still aren't fully healthy I think that's that's good and I think one thing for us I hope I hope Ronald Cunha Jr. can come back and give us a lift offensively we've been scuffling a little bit Freddie Freeman has struck out I think eight of his last 18 or 20 at bats he's uh he's hitting a little bit of a rough stretch but I'm not concerned we know what Freddie is he's been swinging a lot of pitches out of the zone especially high fastballs and striking on a lot of those which is Makes uh, made me flash back a little bit to 2013 when we had that Boomer Bust team, the Justin Upton, Jason Hayward team, where it was and uh, Dan Ugla, BJ Upton, all those guys, where it was like someone's either going to hit a three run bomb or we're, you know going to get struck out 14 times in a game. Like yeah. that was going to be the night, and that's how Freddie's recent at, at bats have seemed to me. But I'm not going to start freaking out about it. It is worth mentioning because he has been scuffling a little bit. Yeah, he'll come out of that one. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not worried at all. And Marquez has still been good. But I think getting Ronald Acuna back is going to really help and give us a lift. 
and just makes the lineup look so much stronger, too. It, it does, and there's been a lot of talk about hitting him lower in the order, and I say, why? Ender but, was getting going a little bit. No, I mean, but hit him fifth. Hit him no, no lower than fifth. Why would you hit him yeah. sixth or seventh? Because you know what? You're losing at bats at that point. Yeah, fifth is fine. I like put, fifth. Put That's him fifth. Put Instead S- of Suzuki or Flowers. Put, put Zook at, at, at sixth and put Acuna at fifth. I want more at bats for Ronald Acuna because he brings so much value to your lineup. Hit for power, hit for average. He has amazing speed and on-base ability. So he needs to get as many at bats as, as humanly possible. I don't think you're saying anything that people don't know already. No, because I'm saying this because Snickers been saying, "Oh yeah, I might start him off." You know, because because Ender and Ozzy were getting going again. Well, Ender's hurt, and he was talking and about Ozzy's hurt. They had mentioned sixth. It's not like they were just talking about putting him. I eight. don't want to put him sixth. Well, he said that before Ender and Ozzy got hurt. Well, that's fine, but you start. Think, I'm saying this bullshit. You have such a talented player, you need to give him as many at bats as humanly possible. It's just you know what we were talking about Snicker last week. And saying why I don't think, you know, we were arguing about is he a long term solution a little bit. And that's the kind of shit that makes me question that a little bit. Because he liked the way that two guys were going at the top of the order no, and he doesn't bu- want to mess with that? No. Bullpen selection and like why would you, you know, getting Ronald Acuna at this point with him not having been in the lineup for about a month and a half or whatever it's been. It's like picking up a great free agent. Or but he also has like you you plug him in and say go. Especially when you're in a you're in a division race right now. Don't you want to see that he can hit a little bit first? No, he, he was cold when he got hurt. He hasn't done shit in Gwinnett. I don't care. Why do you plug him in the top and mess up the continuity that those two guys had going before they got hurt? I'm not saying you have to disrupt Ender and Albies. I just don't want to hit him any lower than fifth. Okay. In the order, but he's talking about him six or seventh, and it's like that takes a batter and a batter two from him per game. Nah, eh, get over it. No, I really hope that doesn't happen. I want him hitting fifth at the worst. Well, let's let's go back to what you're saying about bullpen selection and your issues with Snit. Hmm. Talk through that. Sure. So the bullpen has sucked this month, Adam. Overall, right? Especially in the middle relief. AJ Minter is actually pretty good. He's been pretty rock solid. However, um. Sam Freeman, in the month of June, has a 9.00 ERA. He's been garbage. He's given up 11 runs and 11 innings pitched. He has a 1.45 walks hits per innings pitched, which is awful, especially for a reliever. Peter Moylan, your boy, Nostalgia Fest. My boy. Also has a 9 ERA and only 7 innings pitched. 7 runs given up with a 1.43 whip, which is also awful. How do we know these are accurate stats? I looked them up. just making them up. I looked them up today. What was your source? Either Baseball Reference or ESPN. Are those reputable? You tell me. (laughs) We could believe them then. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yes, they are reputable, for God's sake. All right. Dan Winkler, who I was championing for an all-star selection this month, 7.27 ERA. 1.73 whip. What about if you take out that one game where he got... I'm not going to do the math at this fucking point, Adam. I'm just saying... Those three guys You especially. think Carlos Medina doesn't do the math on these numbers? Carlos Medina does this full-time. You know what I'm doing full-time? Playing games of Madden 2005? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. All I'm saying is especially like those three guys. I know Carlos had his ups and downs and some other guys have been whatever, but those three guys, particularly Winker and, Winker, Winkler and Freeman, to me, are like the bridge to the end of the... Um, you know, the bullpen. 
and they have been awful. They've been dreadful. We had a horrific homestand with the Orioles and the Reds, especially when it comes to the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen blew that game yesterday. You have a two-run lead. I know the Reds have been hot, but Freeman looked like he was throwing batting practice. Sure, he was throwing 97, but it was right down the fucking middle. Like, all his fastballs were, like, right there. You know, if you have decent enough time and you're going to crush that baseball. I mean, he he looked like shit. I don't know what's going on. Here's part of the problem is... You're going to talk about the starters, I'm sure, not going deep enough. Yes. I, I would agree with you there. Uh, so the game on Wednesday, Newcomb just battled his way through six innings. He did, did not have his good stuff at all. Not at all. Through 111 pitches to I, get through six. I still respect him being able to do that, though. Yeah. Any other pitcher in this rotation would have buckled in the fourth and, and given up everything. Yeah. Um, but him going through six was like the first Brave starter to go six innings in the last like 11 games. Which is horrible and is another reason why I'm so fearful for our long-term prospects at this point. We weren't expected to compete at any respectable level this year. And now that we are, and the expectation has been set, I mean, you're getting 30,000 plus at SunTrust Park. These crowds are insane. Like Wednesday, the Wednesday game, they said was like over 30,000. I'm like, God damn. The the nooner? Yeah, the nooner. And I was like, there's only 10,000 seats empty for a Wednesday noon game. Good lord. Like, the expectation now is for us to go out there and fucking win this shit, and we have a bad rotation, and we have a bullpen that's absolutely collapsing. All right. Rephrase that language, Graham. We have a bad rotation. Bad rotation. We have two... Do you want to look at the stats of where the Braves rotation ranks in the majors? We have two decent pitchers. Decent? One that is... That wants to be an ace, but isn't an ace. Don't make me pull some stats on where this rotation actually is that you just called you can, bad. You can you can do whatever you so want. So you don't care if they're top ten and all that. I am stats. trying to support your argument in the sense that the rotation is not helping the bullpen and it's overall hurting the team. You can throw whatever stats you want of ERA and all this other bullshit. The point is they're not going deep enough in games, and the bullpen is feeling the effects of that. And I brought this up in April and May about how this was a problem, and now we are seeing the effects of it. Yeah. We are seeing the effects of it. So Pull out your ERA stat. Pull out your whip stat. I don't give a shit. McCarthy and Tehran are garbage. Fulty throws 100, but every pitch is over Suzuki's head. That last start. Okay, now, now you're just talking nonsense. No, I'm not talking nonsense. I'm not saying every, okay, not every pitch, but it's like the man has no control over his pitches. He can only throw five nope. and a third in. Just hold it in and stop saying I'm trying to say statements. that regardless of your statistical analysis that you can pull out of your sphincter. You're the about. stats guy. I'm not the stats well, guy. Well, you said you're going to bring up some stats, so I'm going to say regardless of what you do... I'm saying don't make me. I how, don't want to bring how, up stats. How poorly, in terms of how deep the rotation goes into games, is destroying the bullpen. It's a problem. It's a huge problem. Can we agree on that? I, I think we do agree. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to say fuck your stats. We're seeing the effects of what the rotation's doing in the bullpen. I don't even have any stats. All right. Well, don't bring them up then. I'm just saying, you can't say we have a bad rotation. We have a bad rotation because it's affecting the overall team. Our offense is the only thing, is, is one that... I think you could say we have a bad bullpen. I think the offense is the biggest reason as to why we are where we are. Without the offense, we are fucked. And they are scuffling now a little bit themselves over the last month-ish. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm amazed, like, especially when Ozzy hit that walk-off home run against the Reds the other night, right? It's like, how long can we keep this stretch up of we're doing these late-game heroics where someone's in a walk-off shot? 
We were in danger. I feel like we were really in danger. I'm right, ready to push the way too negative. Panic button when we're three and a half games in first yes, place. Yes, because I think there's. Were no- you planning on going to this with this, like getting this upset? And I don't like, know if I was planning. Now, now you hate you hate our starters. You hate our bullpen, and now you. I don't hate our starters. I think they. It is a overall garbage rotation. Because when we, we no one can get out of the sixth inning, Adam. The bullpen is fucked. The pitching staff overall is fucked that's, because of that. That's just baseball now. Because every time I turn on the television, every time I go to a game, guys are getting the fourth inning and start to labor and labor and labor, and only can get in the fifth at best. Right. So, Adam, you said that you had a lot of stats on how great this rotation is, so please. I, don't I know, know those weren't your words. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm slandering your, your, your credit. Slandering everybody right now. I'm very you're sl- You're basically slandering our city. I'm having Gramp. an emotional reaction because I'm actually really invested in this team. I'll tell you how invested in this team I am, Adam. I went to the Braves team store on Saturday when I was at the Orioles game. You bought a jersey. And I bought an Ozzie Albies jersey. So you're like $76 invested? $185. Good Lord. Yeah, that was like I got there and she's like, yeah, it's $185. And I was like, are you kidding me for a jersey? It's a nice jersey, but I was like, God damn. You still haven't paid me that full 50 bucks. <laughs> Paid you like thirty dollars worth of it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> in the moment, you're not pointing a gun to my head. That was pointing a gun to my head. Just what gonna, am I going to do? I'm just going to keep that Graham stat in my back pocket for All next right, time. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> All right. Well, you made me pull some stats, and they're not that impressive of stats. But I just want you to realize that this pitching rotation and bullpen isn't the worst rotation and bullpen in the league, as you've just made them out to be. Okay. The bullpen is having a very rough stretch right now. The rotation, to me, has been really hit or miss, with the exception of, like, two guys. But the rotation constantly keeps us in the game, a chance to win the game. To a degree, but it's having, a, as we mentioned, long-term horrible effect on the bullpen in terms of being overworked. So, please, give me your stats. They're actually not that great of stats. All right, well. Tenth um, in ERA in the major leagues. All of Braves pitching. All of Braves pitching, including... Rotation and the bullpen? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Tenth in quality starts. That means nothing to me. That's six innings pitch. Three three earned runs or less. That's such a surface level stat. That's like a win or loss stat. Get the but we're, if, the, we're talking get about, if we're get talking out. about get out. Get out. Next step. Next step. That's bullshit. We're stat. talking about how many innings they pitch, so that's at least six innings. That's relevant. Alright. So I could stay in with that stat then? Yeah. It's on the borderline. Eighth in batting average against. Okay. Do you like that one? All right. Fourteenth in whip. It's middling. The point is, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) What is the point? It's a middling overall. Which you can win with with a good offense. Which we have proven. Yes. When does the straw break the camel's back, though? When does it get to the point when the bullpen is totally hosed? And the rotation can't stay healthy enough and also can't go deep enough in the games to the point where the offense starts buckling more than it has. I have an answer for you, Graham. And we're out of playoff contention before you know it. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm actually the, seriously concerned the about the The next two weeks are crucial. We have a very tough, tough road schedule. trip coming up. Yes. We had these two series against the Reds and the Orioles handed to us. Granted, the Reds especially were pretty hot coming into the series. They just swept a four-game four set against the Cubs. However, they're still not a very good baseball team. They're getting there, man. They, they, they're a lot better team than they were. Especially early once, in the season. Once they fired their manager. Yeah, no, that's true. But you now we go potential. on the road 
to St. Louis. Historically, it's always been a tough place for us to play. Play the Yankees and then the Brewers. All these teams are above 500. It's all on the road. This is a very crucial road stretch. We've been road warriors over the, the course of the season, but I mean, this is this is really important. It's not a make or break, but I mean, like if you lose three of seven here, you gotta be like, oh shit, or the wheels start are, are about to come off. You gotta start thinking that. Luckily, the Phillies and Nats are gonna beat up on each other a little bit more. They play again, right? They play each other this weekend as well. Good. So that's good news. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep on watching. Graham, I need to say a couple positive things since you just pissed me off, and I'm sure a few others. Uh, you have nothing positive to say about a first-place team? I'm happy that Acuna's back. I'm happy that Vizcaino, even though he's been you know, a heart attack machine, is coming back on Sunday. I've also been very impressed by the work of A.J. Minter this month. He's mm-hmm. looked really good. And that, that uh, appearance yesterday against the Reds, he was all, you know, completely a shutdown pitcher. Like, that was, like, what I want to see from him. It was efficient. He located his pitches. He got through the inning in, like, five minutes, like 12, 13 pitches. It was, like, perfect. So there are some there are some good things happening. And, like, if Ozzy's healthy again, like, Ozzy's tearing it up. And um, so, I mean, it's like I'm being way too doom and gloom. I think I'm overreacting. But this is the first time I'm seeing this year, like, real, real chinks in the armor are starting to come to bear and not just, like, talking about sort of peripheral stuff that we're getting away with. It's like, oh, shit, we're, we're, we're more mortal than I think we realize. Yeah, they need to make a move. Yeah, that's another thing, too, right? Does this force Anthopolis' hand a little sooner than the deadline? Yeah, the rotating train, um, not a Marta train, of course, because Marta doesn't go up to Gwinnett, but the train going up and back and forth. Um, Damn of, you, Marta. Of just bringing up these guys. People really, you know about, much about this Jason Hirsch guy? Yeah, he was... Um, He's like actually been a real shutdown reliever in the minors, and he came up for one game and then immediately got sent back. Jason Hirsch was drafted, I think, in the Frank Wren era, and he was projected to be a starter. And he's been transitioned to the bullpen. Uh, had a really live arm, apparently. That was the Sky Report coming out of the draft. In terms of, like, he was one of those prototypical, I'm going to throw 95 and have a wicked curveball kind of thing. So maybe that's transitioned into a more of a reliever role now. In the sense that he's got a, he's a two-pitch guy that goes out there and does his thing. But is he, is he, he's not back up, is he? No, So, but he's, he's put up great numbers. And yeah. Braves Twitter was very excited about him coming up. So he, he, just, he got called up earlier this past week okay, and got then it. immediately got sent down the right. same day. Right. Um, but he's he's back down again, right? Yeah, he's yeah. back down. Yeah. But he's like an actual bullpen arm versus like just putting Whistler in. Lucas Sims, I'm so over him. I'm Lucas over Sims. him. I'm over Whistler. I, I'm tired of those guys. Sims like, is garbage if, out of the bullpen. If Aaron Blair is called up, I'm just going to Aaron Blair is out off for him. like a year and a half. He okay. had a Tommy John surgery. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about him again. Yeah. But uh, it's it's gonna. No, they need to make a move. Yeah, I think we need to make a move for a couple of relievers, a couple of legitimate relievers. I liked your Soria idea. Why, why not? Why not go do it? The what idea? Soria idea you had last oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joaquim Soria. Yep. I think it's I think it's time. I think especially like if you, it may not happen this week, but if we lose two or three of the Cardinals, or God forbid, are swept, I I, I hope to God that Anthopolis makes a move. It's the the, the time is coming to see what he's, how he's going to solidify this, this bullpen. 
I don't know if you waste a hope to God on Anthopolis making a move for a middle reliever, but if that's what you want him. to do. No, I, it's not a waste. We, we absolutely okay. need it because we can't get to the back of the bullpen in uh, any sort of sufficient way right now without the lead being blown. So it's time. It's divine intervention time, huh? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's move on to Hawks news, Adam. All the draft picks met the media. Yep. I was going to go, but I left my credential at home. And by the time I got back to the the thing, it was pretty much over. And they wouldn't let me in. I said, I'm, I'm with Atlanta Zone, a, a podcast that gets hundreds of users per week. And they said, what the fuck's a user? And they wouldn't let me in. I was trying to send a DM to the Hawks mm-hmm. on the Twitter. And I was going to be like, hey, you guys, like always make the news nationally with like what your social media crew is doing. Sure. Imagine if like you just let these two podcasters interview your draft picks. That'd be, that would make the news. Totally. Not to mention we're we've got all these users that are really going to grow the brand. Yeah. But then, uh, apparently you can't DM these like verified people. It's interesting. I think there's something on Twitter and this is like old man talk cause we don't really know, but I think some people, you can only DM someone if you follow them. Oh, let me clarify for some people out there. Yeah. DM is a direct, direct message. message, so private message. Yes. So, so with some Twitter accounts, you can only direct message them if you follow them. They have to follow us too, and they have to follow us, right? Got it. There are other accounts though where you can just DM at will. Doesn't matter if right. you're verified or not. Makes sense for the Hawks to cut off that. Right. I'm. I am awaiting the moment when we become get that little blue check mark. Think I think in the next maybe four to five years. Yeah, our social media game is not too strong, so no. <laughs> I don't see it. Ever I don't see that happening. <laughs> right, but but bottom line, yeah, they were introduced. Right, the they were introduced at the press. <laughs> uh, the press they went to Braves games. Right, Trey Young threw out the first pitch. Amari Spellman was seen eating a fruit cup, staying healthy. Wow, and we learned how to say. Uh, Kevin Herter's name, which is Kevin Herter. Yeah. I know last week we were saying Hewitter, Hoiter, but it's Herter. Herter. Yeah. Makes more sense. It doesn't make more sense. Yeah. I think we were trying to, we were thinking too much about that one. Yeah. It was a bit of a trick question. Mm-hmm. Looked like Herter sound, we thought it was Hoiter. 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 Uh, any, anything really to talk about from the, the media visit that was, that was worth a damn from your perspective? Uh, they're 19 year old kids. You said Spellman looked a little like... Well, I was just listening to their interview on 680, and Herder and Trey Young just, like, both sounded the part of, you know, standard professional athlete talk. Right. Um, they're actually pretty well-spoken. I mean, not actually pretty well-spoken. They do a good job speaking with the media. Right. Um, seems like they've been there before. But sure. then Spellman was just... Kind of sounded like me out there, just a lot of, uh, 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 uh. yeah, he, no. he, he was struggling a little bit, but I don't really care. Just want to see how he plays basketball. That's the big thing, right? That, yeah. that, that's the thing I hate about these media things, media introductions. You're not going to learn anything substantial about anyone, and it doesn't really matter. It's All like, that matters is what they're going to, I think you summed it up perfectly, what are they going to do in the basketball court? And you can't get that from some bullshit 35, 45-minute, hour-long media session. It's like Nick Marcakis. Have you ever seen him speak to the press once besides his walk-off homer? No. And when he does... Exactly. Yeah, and it's funny, too, when he's interviewed about why he's having such a good season. He's like, fuck analytics. I'm just going out there and doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the analytics, you look at his like hard contact rate and all these other things, 
yeah, he's doing a much better job of that this year. But do you think he's thinking about that when he's going up there and doing it? Maybe he's made adjustments that where he, he's not even considering analytics. He's just like, I am doing my thing. It's kind of similar to these guys. It's like, who gives a shit, you know, if uh, Chris Vivelmore of the AJC is going to ask him, like, what's your routine going to be? Who gives a fuck? You know? It's just it's kind of just a waste of time. It's something to do. Right. People got to have jobs. Sure. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's it's not something where you have to look into it very in-depth and, and, and pull a lot of information no. out of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not worried about him not being very well-spoken with the press. Right. And, and Trey Young... Cracks me up a little bit on Twitter. Uh, he sent out something to LeBron. Say, hey, LeBron, come to Atlanta. Let's get those rings, fam. To which we responded with a Bunk Moreland gif uh, of Wireframe. Remember Bunk? The uh, detective who's friends with Jimmy, the main oh, character. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I responded to that with just Bunk looking at Jimmy and just shaking his head and then walking away. Well, it's funny. Because... It's ridiculous. It's so silly. A, I mean, a, I hope he was kidding. Well, that request he made seems like something we would do to like try to get an interview with Thomas Dimitrov. Right. Just a shot in the dark. But also, well, a he forgot to at least at LeBron. That was the funny part about it, right? Is so, he just like said LeBron? Yeah. And it's like you think LeBron's going to look at that. But also, you can't tell me that if LeBron came to the Hawks, we wouldn't be in the finals this year. Oh sure. I mean, so Eastern why Conference. Not? He's not going to do that, though. There's no reason for him to come to Atlanta. Go to a city that has never won a championship with a bunch of young guys. And he wouldn't win a championship here because the West is too stacked. He could win a championship anywhere. If he could win a championship anywhere. Well, he has won a championship in both both franchises. So then if he wins one in Cleveland and Atlanta? If he wins one in Atlanta, he is officially the greatest player of all time. Exactly. But that would never... It would take... Going to L.A. and teaming up with a superstar is not going to prove anything. Think about... From LeBron's perspective, he's, what, 33, 34 at this point? Sure. Yeah. Does he really want to sit around for two or three years and try to build up the nucleus? I don't think it would take two to three years. Maybe to go to the finals it wouldn't, but to actually compete for the finals it would. It may be longer. Like, he doesn't want to do that. There's no chance in hell he's going to come here. I listened to the morning show. What if Trey Young's a beast? Yet to be seen. But I listen to the morning show every day on 92.9. Uh, John Fricky, Hugh Douglas. It's a good show. And John Fricky goes on these rants, and they're old man rants, and I like John. But it's it's kind of like, why not Atlanta? Why not us? We have we have like the best city, you know. We have so much to offer. Like, why can't we be we considered Pond City? Right. Got- <laughs> that, that's sort of was his point. Like, he, he, you know, you would have agreed with it if you heard it. Like, he was like, we got these scooters that are right. Bustling you know, he around. Just, now. He wasn't mentioning that, but specifically, but he's kind of saying like, why not us? Why can't we exactly? Why can't we be considered for you know a destination for a superstar? We have a great city, and I'm like, yeah, but think of the culture, the legacy of the Atlanta Hawks basketball organization. We are trash. No one wants to come here. We haven't won championships. We don't have a fan base that is live or die. We don't have all these things. Like, but it's going to take building through the draft for five to six to seven to eight years for a superstar to want to even consider. Five, six, seven, eight years? I think so. By that point, they're in their 30s. All right. Well, you know, then the <laughs> you next... Miss, you missed your keep, window. Keep going. Yeah, the, the, the window's missed, my friend. I, I think I will go on record saying this, and I hope I am wrong, but I declare, and I think that the Atlanta Hawks will never win an NBA championship. And that is not totally <laughs> their fault. 
but it'll, I don't think it'll ever, ever happen because we have a shitty reputation and that reputation has impacted our ability to sign legitimate free agent superstars. Well, that's promising, Graham. I'm just telling you, dude. I feel like we would just lose the team by then. No, I think it's staying here. I mean, we just did hundreds of millions of dollars in renovations to Phillips Arena. We have an ownership group that really wants to win. However, so what, the Mike, hell, what the hell are we even talking Hawks for if we never have a chance to win a championship? Good question. Should we, should we just move on? <laughs> no, but like, but like, do you United? honestly think we have a legitimate shot to ever win a championship? Unless Trey Young becomes the next Stephen Curry. Yeah, once LeBron retire, retires, anything's possible. Yeah. Well, you I still like got, Trey Young and John Collins, man. I do too, but it's going to take a long time to build this team and do a legitimate contender. The, it's the, not the 76ers, five, six, seven, eight years. Like 76ers took like five or six years to, to build the, even the point where they can even be considered contenders, which is the only point was last season. They, they had longer to go. I think we have a long way to go, my friend. We, we were the third worst team in the NBA last season. Do you think we're just going to be able to snap our fingers and say, yeah, we're going to be good in like a year or two? No. We're going to have to build through the draft, That's and then we're going to have to establish players, and then we're going to have to recruit a superstar. That's but, what we're doing. We're on year three, basically, of like decent drafts. We're on year one. No. Year three of decent drafts. Last year, you had John Collins. That's about it. Yes. Year before that. Prince, Bembry. Okay. That's three years of young players okay. that are developing. All right, fine. I think we're going to need at least four more before we All can right. be considered. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hear what you say. How can you refute that? Four more? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple more. I think it's four. I think it's four before we can consider being a legitimate team. And that's not to say we won't get the playoffs. It's not to say we won't maybe win a playoff round. But if we want to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to take another four or five years. It's going to be a long haul. Whatever number you want to throw out there, Graham. That's what I'll throw out there. All right. I'll disagree with it. All right. Good. I hope you're right. I really do. Earnestly. Thanks, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you. Uh, so, let's, can we move on to some Falcons news? I don't give a shit. <laughs> It's gotten that off the rails, huh? So the Falcons signed a safety in free agency, Ron Parker. And I, you know, when that happened, you, you play on the Chiefs. And when that happened, I was like, I feel like I've heard this name before, Ron Parker. Sounds like a fictional character in a minor league baseball movie. It's how it feels when you actually look at the stats around the guy. The first thing I saw on the AJC website was uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter, the great D. Led, the beat writer uh, for the Falcons. The headline was like Parker, like Falcons signed Parker coming off worst year ever. Nice. And I was like, that's, we're talking about hashtag true to Atlanta. It's yeah. about as true to Atlanta as it gets. Uh, this is from D Led. Parker earned a career low 40.1 overall grade across 1,099 defensive snaps for the Chiefs, ranking 84th among 87 safeties with at least 300 defensive snaps played. Tied for 76 in coverage grade, 79th in run defense grade. Um, just the more you go down the stat line, like the worse it is and, and take what you will from pro football focus. Cause it's not like the absolute, but it sounds like he was trash. So it sounds like a depth move. sounds like a special teams guy. Yeah. You know, if God forbid Ricardo Allen gets injured, he can step in and hopefully not kill you, but he sounds pretty awful from those peripherals. Don't we have a rookie safety? 
as well? Uh, don't know. But I know we have Demonte Casey, who I believe was safety, but has been converted to a cornerback. Well, then we have the rookie corner now, too. So we, we've got a lot of depth. Right. Right. In the so secondary. Uh, initially, I was excited kind of for this. I was like, oh, who is this guy? This is great. And the first thing I see is like, worst year ever from D-Led. You're and, excited just because you vaguely recognize the name? Yeah. Oh, I was just excited because it was like something related to the Falcons that wasn't Julio Jones. Oh, game. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, great. Improve the secondary. And I looked at who he was. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh. What are you doing, Thomas? Well, maybe now that he's in Coach Bro's system. Hey, man. Turn him around. Coach Bro's made him a... Coach Bro has made Ricardo Allen a legitimate safety, which yep. I didn't think was going to be possible. Like, if you look at all the players from the Mike Smith era, I, I think that Ricardo Allen's like the last one. Like him and Trufant and Alfred are really like the last ones left. Everyone else is a Coach Bro guy. Yep. So we'll see what happens, I guess, with that. But don't expect him to be some world-beating safety or anything like that. I don't think anyone is. No. I thought. I don't know why I think this. It's like every time we sign a free agent, I'm like, oh, great. What, who's it going to be? And I'm like, oh, it's just you know, a very average to trash guy. Yeah. I mean, if you're this late into free agency, there's not right not a lot of, not a lot of people out there. there. Apparently, he signed a huge deal with the Chiefs and was cut because mm. the Chiefs were very unsatisfied with his play. We have done with the Chiefs. What, we haven't done great. We have, we've had some yet. bad yeah. things. Tyson Jackson. Tyson Jackson was trash. Poe. Solid. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. And then that's guy. <laughs> Those two guys. <laughs> yeah. And then Ron Parker. And then Ron Parker. So we'll see what happens with old uh, Ron Parker. No news on Julio Jones Gate. Thank God. Thank God. So we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about that. There's not really much else going on with the Falcons. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I have no issue with that. We'll get there. Yeah. So Adam, I think we'll move on to a new segment that I came up with. Uh, we're tentatively calling it working title lightning round. Lightning round. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I want you to give me your best educated guess prediction, if you will. Oof. It's going to be some yes or no questions. It's going to be some over under questions. I will also participate. But I want to ask you first. Okay. So this is across all the teams except for Atlanta United because we're biased. Lightning round, right? Lightning round. So first question, probably the hardest question on the whole thing. What will the Braves' rotation be at the end of the season? By the end of the season. Oh, that's easy, Graham. All right. It's going to be uh, Soroka. Okay. It's our number one, yeah. You're going to say Soroka's the number one? Yep. Over Nuke? Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nukem, Fulte, Allard, Tehran. All right. I will take this question as well. I will say the number one is Nukem. Number two is Fulte. Number three is Anibal Sanchez. I'll put number four, Tehran, even though it kills me. And I'll say number five is a yet-to-be-determined trade acquisition. Mm. Must not be a very good trade acquisition. Either, either. He's the number five. <laughs> That's a good point. But hopefully he's higher than that. Hopefully he's like a three or two. That's what I'll say. Okay. This leads us right into the next question. Who will the Braves trade for this year? I'm going to stick with... Uh, actually, I think Anthopolis is going to get a little ballsy now, and he's going to trade for Brad Hand out of the Padres. Give up a few more of those prospects. Interesting. 
I could see Brad Hand. I could also... He's under control a couple years. That's why I'm saying that. No, I'd be fine with that. I think that, as unfortunate as this is, negates the need to go out and get a Kimbrel in the offseason. Ooh. As much as I would like to get Kimbrel as a free agent. They'd have the money, though. They would. They're going to have to overhaul the bullpen. Yeah, completely. I think definitely bullpen pieces and maybe a bench bat. But I think overall the focus is going to be on the bullpen. I could see... I'm gonna go with your boy Soria. I like. I really like that. When I really did. I, I, I kind of looked him up after you mentioned that last week. And I was like, ah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good acquisition. So I'm gonna go with Soria as like sort of the big trade. There might be some other minor things, but I think that would be like the the, the headline reasonable headliner yeah. trade. Um, Light round. Right. Over under <laughs> two ninety five average for Nick Markakis. Two ninety five. Yeah. Over. I'm saying under. I think he's going to be in the 290s, but I think he'll be in the low 290s. I think he's going to fall off. I think regression is coming. Of course you do. I have no basis for that. That's just what I think. Just being an asshole. Pretty much. Yep. Over under 85 and a half wins for the Braves. Oh. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say over. I think they're going to work it out. I'm going to say under. I think we get like 83, 82. I think, I think the wheels fall off. I'm, I'm of that mindset right now. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope you're right. Yeah. Over under five and a half touchdown receptions for Julio Jones. I <laughs> love <laughs> <laughs> that reaction. Tremendous. Under. I, I'll, I'll, I'll even say I bet uh, Calvin Ridley has more touchdowns than Julio wow. this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's something. Yep. I'm going to say over for Julio. I'm going to say he gets six. Well, they do have Greg Knapp now, who's essentially the offensive coordinator. Right. So I'm going to say he gets... So maybe things will get better. Maybe things will get better. I'm, I'm going to say he gets six. That's, that's my prediction over. Over under 25 and a half touchdowns by Matt Ryan. Over. I say over as well. Over under 11 and a half games played for Demonte Freeman. 11 and a half? Mm-hmm. So at least three missed due to concussion. Yep. Two missed due to rolled ankle. Where's that put us at, Graham? Ten. That's fifth. If you eleven. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying under. I'll say over. I think he gets over, but not by much. I'm I'm really concerned. I know we've talked about it a lot with Devontae's health, but like one more concussion, man, you might be in Luke Keekley territory, or it's yeah. like that could be the one that ends it. So I'll say over, but tentatively. Over under ten and a half points per game for Trey Young for his rookie season in the Hawks. Over. You think over? Way the hell over. I think it's I'm gonna say under. If especially if Dennis Schroeder's here. If Dennis Schroeder's here, I say under. They're gonna get minutes to Trey Young one way or another. Yeah. It's gonna end very nastily with Schroeder. You think so? It's gonna be ugly. Let's go on a tangent real quick. Travis Schlink, which we forgot to mention during the Hawks segment, Ta- Travis Schlink said, oh, I AKA, think, AKA the Schlink. They sh- the Schlink, as Adam likes to call him, said, Oh, I think Dennis is going to be a great role model for Trey Young, and he's excited that he's here, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay. You think yeah, that's a good role model? Okay, that's, 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 that's a good sound judgment on, on Travis Schlink's part. He's saying it to the media. What do you want him to say? I'd rather him say nothing. I'd rather say no comment. He's saying that, he's putting that out to the media putting it out to the other teams and being like, hey, this good role model. Come get him for your team. I like your line of thinking. I wasn't yep. even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. 
Very fair. <laughs> uh, over <laughs> over under four and a half assists per game for Trey Young. Over. I'll say under again. You just don't. So you don't like the pick. I just think if Dennis Schroeder's there, he's not going to do that much. He's not going to play that much. He's not going to. He'll score, you know, over that every once in a while in terms of points, and he'll make more assists than that every once in a while. But he's not going to consistently perform at a at a reasonable enough rate that he's going Look to. Look at this way: the Schlenk do that. traded away possibly a potential superstar for Trey Young. So literally, he thinks he's a superstar. So he is going to make sure that Trey Young gets all the minutes he needs this year. And we're bringing in a coach, first a rookie coach, who's going to do whatever the hell his boss tells him to do. Mm-hmm. So bottom line, he's going to get his minutes. Okay. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I don't think it'll happen. Very pessimistic mood right now. I see that. Over under 10.5 wins for the Falcons. I'll go under. I think they end up at 10. Ooh. I think over. I think we get twelve. Wow! I think we really go out there and kick ass. That's my prediction. Nice. <laughs> I like to hear that. That might change. I like you a lot more than I did ten <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> uh, over under six hundred yards for Calvin Ridley. Uh, six hundred yards. I'll go over. I'll go over two. I think it's in the seven fifty range. That'd be fair. Sure. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Spread the ball around. Exactly. Uh, yes or no question. Is Dennis Schroeder traded before the season? Before the season? Mm-hmm. I still think yes. Traded or cut? I don't think it'll be cut. I say he's not traded. I think if he's moved, it's at the deadline. Yeah. That's my prediction. That might be the best way to maximize his value. Right. Let him go out there and play a lot and show that maybe with these additional pieces, especially with a herder, especially with herder, right? If like if he can get a couple more assists a game out of just feeding the ball to herder at three point line. Yeah. That can give him two more assists per game that he wasn't having. I'm actually excited about Hawks basketball, Graham. The I'm more looking, we talk about it. I'm looking forward to it just with Despite us never winning a championship ever. Despite us maybe never winning a championship ever. I think that at least this season will hold great interest. Yeah. Will hold the interest of the fans. That's a lot more than we could say about last year. I completely agree. Over under 33 home runs for Freddie Freeman. What's he at now? Like 15? Something like that. I'll say over. I'll say over too. Then you get in the 37, 38 range. I think it's going to be like a career year. Is your next question, does Freddie win the MVP? No, but we can ask that. If the Braves are over 85 wins, he does. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. If they're not, he won't. Fair. Fair. I think that's where we'll leave it. We got a couple questions from Hugo to wrap this thing up. Please. Let's hear from Hugo. All right. I'm going to save the one he just sent me for later because I think that'll piss you off the most. (laughs) Let's see here. Okay. A good one. <clears throat> so this one, I guess it's to us, but I'll ask you. Can we establish for the new users, if there are any new users this week, who Hugo is and what he means to us? Hugo is our original user. Mm-hmm. Um, f- 
from Tucker. Tucker, Georgia. Tucker, Georgia. And Hugo is a big Atlanta sports fan, but he doesn't actually watch any Atlanta sports and gets all of his information strictly from this 30-minute to hour 10 long podcast weekly. Mm. Yes. And that's how he keeps up to date, which is a big responsibility for us. It really is. That we take very seriously. Yes. Like, I've never seen Adam look more earnest in his life when he said it. He's, like, making eye contact, looking at me like, this is life or death. Like, Jesus, age of Christ. Yeah. So. It's very important. Very important, and we appreciate his dedication. So, anytime he has questions, we make sure to answer them on air. Right. As we would do for you as well. Yes. Unless we got really big. But. Yeah, please send us your questions if you have any. Yeah. Um, so, his question is, will you take a break from your Atlanta sports coverage and focus exclusively on the World Cup. No. <laughs> I think I've watched 30 minutes of the World Cup so far this year. One of which was uh, no one went to go to lunch with me at work last week. And I decided to find a new bar near work. I was like, there's got to be a bar near work. So I went to a bar and had lunch for 30 minutes. I watched France versus Peru or something. I was like, okay, fine. Especially not with a with not having America in it. Like I know America's not gonna win the World Cup, but that gets me interested and then I watch the rest of it. This year, because we're not in it, like I haven't given a shit at all. So no, we will not. Unless you really want to talk about World Cup, but it also doesn't relate no, to Atlanta we, sports, we so we're not gonna do it. Strictly I mean that's a yeah, easy answer. We yeah. Strictly talk about Atlanta professional sports. We struggle enough to talk about Atlanta United. What yeah. makes Hugo think we're going to talk about the goddamn World Cup? No, it's 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 not happening. Right. Bottom line. Um, and his second question of the evening is: If the Falcons pulled Matt Ryan and put in Tim Tebow with a twenty-eight-three lead, what do you think the final score would have been? <laughs> oh, that's actually a good point. <laughs> Referencing the Super Bowl. Oh, that's uh, that's so, interesting. So, bottom line, if Tim Tebow is in once we are up 28-3 to the Falcons win the Super Bowl. I hate to say it, but probably. I'm glad to say yes, <laughs> yeah. I actually hadn't read that whole question. I just saw that's, Tim um, Tebow. <laughs> that's a mind fuck. Yeah, if Tim Tebow were our backup quarterback and we put him in at 28-3. Yeah, we probably win. We'd probably just run some plays. Maybe he throws a pass or two here to hopefully extend the drive, but... Some options to like Devontae and like or Tevin. him running as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We win that game. No doubt. That's depressing. Although, who knows what Shanahan would do because he's a fucking idiot. That is a hot take that I haven't. I, I have not heard. heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Ooh. That doesn't really upset me. I'll, I'll roll into this. All right. Should we go ahead and cut Matt Schaub and his like $4.5 million sign contract Tim and Simon Tim Tebow as our backup quarterback. For the, just, veteran, for the veteran minimum? Yeah. Why not? I would do it. Get him out of minor league baseball. It's a fucking joke. He's hitting like 250 with the Mets, oh, though. Jesus. You think he's really going to play major league baseball? I, I, I will I'll, go I'll, on record saying Tim Tebow makes his major league debut towards the end of this year. I'll bet you. The Mets suck. $10. $10. They suck. They're right. losing fans. By the end of this year. Yeah. Right. That was a handshake for those yeah. of you who can see it, which is He's all up to double A already. All right. Maybe I'll be more in the money pit. We'll see. Um, what are the what are Hugo's next question? Yeah, I think I think we Yeah, probably would have, but God, that's 
You can tell, I mean, Hugo will hear this, but that's that's kind of um, destroying me right now. <laughs> uh, that's all he's got for us this week. Oh. But that's that, a good one. That's a hell of a thing to end on. <laughs> yeah. That really makes you think. Like, yeah. if, if Tim Tebow comes in, you're going to run the shit out of the football. And he's going to run a little bit, too. Exactly. No, that's the main point. Yeah. Jesus H. Christ. Yep. That had not occurred to us, dude. Wow. On that note, I could have been a happier man if we had won the Super Bowl. Yeah. We all could have been Probably happier. A lot. No wonder you're so negative. I just want one championship, Adam. And, and, and that I, you know, at the 95 championship at this point, I, I remember but not well enough to have any, you know, I couldn't enjoy it because I was five years old. Like, I remember it, but I, don't, I didn't really If you like, don't have hair on your testicles, it doesn't count. It, it, it count, I, I remember it. Like, I know it happened. I was happy. But you haven't been through enough suffering to No, I hadn't. Because the suffering happened before I was really cognizant of what was going on. Yeah. Like, now, I remember, well, I'll say this. I remember the 96 World Series when I was there when Jim Laird's at the home run, more so than I remember the 95 World Series where we actually won the goddamn thing. You like suffering. I'm a masochist. <laughs> it's been pointed out to me many times before. Yeah. You can't appreciate a team that's three and a half games in first place. All you, you love to just focus on the negative. Yeah. Every but I'm not I'm not alone in that. I think a lot of people like to focus on the negative. You hear all these radio all the radio shows on the six eight nine people calling and bitching about various things across all the teams. People love to focus on the negative. Sign of our society. It's not just a sign of society, it's a sign of the city. And we need to upend that. Someone needs to break through and win another championship. Even if it's Atlanta United, and I don't really give a shit. Well, we've got our lacrosse championship. No one cares about that. Even if it was 92-9. Sorry, even if it was Atlanta United and they won this year. Which, honestly, they're on, they're on track to do it. Yeah, I... I There's... You don't think so? Oh, no. I mean, I, I don't know. They, they could win it, but... I mean, it's possible. It's in the realm of possibility. We're not going to be in the streets. No, I'm not going to be... not going to shut the city down for a no, day, No, right? I'm not going to be... Would they? They might. They might, because people love... Like, we're one of the few people that aren't really, like, invested in Atlanta United, but even that would be at least... It would be nice. That'd be enough for you? It wouldn't be enough, but it would be, it would be at least a little reprieve from the suffering that we, we undergo on a daily basis. Right. I think we'll leave the users with that. Thank you guys for listening. This is supposed to be a mini-sode, but it became a full-blown episode. Hopefully you can get it edited in the next 12 hours. Yeah, we'll see about that. (laughs) I'll do my best. Just put it out there live. Right. Let's just put it out there without any editing. Well, thank you guys for listening very much. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Until then, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true. To Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.